Hey, welcome to the Seattle Psychiatrist Interview Series. This educational series is brought to you by Seattle Anxiety Specialists. Located in downtown Seattle, our psychiatrists and therapists specialize in treating anxiety, anxiety disorders, and other mental health issues that commonly lead to anxiety. For a full list of our services, as well as access to our multitude of online resources, check us out online at seattleanxiety.com. Hey, thanks for joining us today for this installment of the Seattle Psychiatrist Interview Series. I'm Dr. Jennifer Gahari, Research Director at Seattle Anxiety Specialists. I'd like to welcome with us psychiatrist Evelyn Nelson, who's one of the psychiatric providers at Seattle Anxiety Specialists. Evelyn specializes in the medication management of anxiety-related disorders and utilizes a holistic approach in her patient's care. Before we get started today, can you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself? Yeah, sure. Thank you for the introduction. Um, I'm Dr. Evelyn Nelson. I am an adult psychiatrist. Um, I live in Seattle and I uh, live with my husband and two-year-old daughter, Emmy. Um, and yeah, so we, we just moved into the area about a year ago. Uh, so we're just kind of getting used to the area, you know, loving exploring, being outdoors. Um, and, you know, originally I'm from California, and so it's a very different climate, very, very different environment. Um, uh, but yeah, just getting used to the area. Nice. What are your favorite parts of the Seattle area or Washington as a whole? Oh, I just, I love being outdoors and I love the greenery. Um, I've always uh, lived around water, so that's really important to me. Um, so being around the water, being around greenery, taking ferries, just <laughs> seeing the islands just is my absolute favorite and was a big reason why I wanted to move into the area. And so just the outdoors um, scene and um, uh, the greenery is just the best part, honestly. Mm -hmm. Do you have a favorite outdoor activity or is it like everything? I love hiking with my daughter um, just because, you know, it's, it's, we're starting to get into hiking with her. And so there are a lot of new things and seeing her just kind of explore uh, the trees and slugs and different animals is very cool and exciting. Wow. That's awesome. Great. Thank you for sharing that. Going back a little bit and, you know, a few years back now, what is it that got you interested in, in becoming a psychiatrist? Yeah, so it originally started with just an interest in, um, you know, at baseline, what motivates people, what drives people uh, to do what they do. Um, and so that, that interest started with my majoring in religious studies and as an undergrad. So that's kind of where this theme started. And over time, as I started to study religion and psychology, uh, my uh, interest expanded into more of an interest in being more active uh, in that um, uh, study and being more active in the role of helping people. Um, and then so that's kind of how that developed into psychiatry. Uh, there, was, there was a point where I, I was considering becoming a therapist um, but I also was very interested in medication management. And so that's why I went down the psychiatry route. 
It's like the best of both worlds in your case. Mm -hmm. Exactly, exactly. And I I wanted to make sure that I had the full, uh, you know, realm of ability um, uh, to help people. And I just, I wanted to make sure that I wasn't kind of ruling anything out. And so going into medical school, I actually knew that I wanted to be a psychiatrist. (laughs) I was kind of one of those rare cases where um, I went into medical school to do psychiatry. Whereas I think a lot of people, um, you know, go go in with an open mind, see what is interesting to them, and I just I I always knew. Well, that's great that it was kind of uh, a long term calling for you. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Can you speak to the reasons why a person may see or should see a psychiatrist? Yeah, of course. So. I mean, the reasons that people see a psychiatrist are just so expansive. Um, I think there's a misconception that you have to be really struggling or really not functioning or just things have to be dire to see a psychiatrist, and that's just not true. You know, I see um, a full range of people, so people who have been engaged in mental health care for years and, um, you know, are very involved in the system. Um, But then I also see people who don't really know what psychiatry is, um, you know, don't even know if they want to take medications, you know, they, they tell me their struggles and sometimes, sometimes we decide maybe medication isn't appropriate. Um, uh, so I see a full range. Um, and, and so what I hope for people is that, you know, they're not scared out of a misconception that you, you know, we're going to push medication on you or, you know, you have to be at a certain point in your life um, to see a psychiatrist. It just is a, it's a huge range. And really, it's, it's, not, um, it's not harmful to just have a, a conversation um, uh, to be able to just, um, you know, see what's going on and see how I could potentially help. And sometimes it's, it's not medication. Sometimes it's therapy. You know, sometimes there's just kind of a natural transition in life. Um, but it's hard to know without that initial conversation. So, so the reasons are just huge. Great. And at its core, you are, as you said, a doctor. You went to medical school. And so I think what might be helpful for people to know, too, is that they shouldn't be afraid to see a psychiatrist. It's really akin to going to any doctor in many regards. Mm-hmm. Exactly right. Exactly right. Um, and, you know, you don't have to um, have an established diagnosis. You don't have to know that you want to take medication. Um, that's part of our job to see if medication is even appropriate, right? Um, in an intake and follow-up appointments, that's part of the conversation. You know, it's not, um, people don't go into visits, um, you know, 100% needing medication. That's just not the reality. Um, and so, yeah, it, it's important for people to know that. Thank you. Are there any order uh, disorders that you specialize in? Yeah, so I specialize in anxiety disorders, um, PTSD, mood disorders, so including bipolar disorder and depression and ADHD. Um, those are the, the multiple things that I specialize in, but I see a huge range of diagnoses. Can you talk a little bit about your treatment approach? Yeah, so um, the most important thing is that um, the person coming to me is on board with whatever plan that we have. Um, so um, the way that I approach, you know, medication management is just getting input, input from my patient um, and just making sure I have an understanding of what's going on with them and what is really bothersome for them. And then 
understanding what their feelings about medication, you know, uh, is. Mm -hmm. um, and then from there, getting a sense of comfort level, you know, do they, do they, are they afraid of a certain type of medication? Are they afraid of a certain type of side effect? And it's really important for me to know these things before I even suggest um, uh, a medication, just because there are so many things that we can, that are avoid avoidable or um, uh, things that we can kind of work around where if someone's really afraid of something, it's, it's just so important for me to know. So that's kind of my approach is just taking a, a team approach with my patient and then going from there. I also tend to be um, uh, pretty conservative in terms of starting medication slowly, monitoring for side effects. Um, and that's just always been my approach. And I think it's, it's helpful for people, especially who are afraid of um, uh, taking medication to have that approach. Right. And that's from my point of view, anyway, it's really nice to hear that things are very customizable. It's not a one size fits all type of treatment where everybody just gets the same type of thing. So that's great that you really take mm -hmm. the time and address people's fears and concerns. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So let's say that I sign up for an appointment with you. And right now I have no idea what to expect from the process. I presume that there's some type of paperwork to fill out, like when I go to any doctor. Yes. Yeah. Can you explain what the process actually is and what can I, I can expect in a first session with you? Yeah. So initially, if somebody signs up for an appointment with me, there's um, some paperwork, just getting some basic medical uh, history, um, you know, getting information about the medications they're on, mm -hmm. um, and then basic assessments in terms of mood and anxiety and, um, uh, you know, uh, others kind of psychiatric symptoms, just so I can get a sense of what the person can be potentially coming in with so I can prepare for the visit. Mm -hmm. um, so that's initially, and once the visit um, comes, the intake is usually scheduled for 60 minutes and our interaction would be like 45 to 60 minutes, it's usually standard. And then, so initially what we talk about is just what's bringing them into the visit, you know, what's, what's been bothersome, um, you know, what concerns do they have? So kind of getting a sense of current symptoms and uh, honestly, naturally that can kind of go into some history. Uh, but then we talk about any um, history with mental health, any medical history. Um, uh, and then after that, I get a sense of who they are as a person, like what is day-to-day -day life for them um, how is their uh, life affected by what's been going on in terms of their current symptoms, um, what it was like for them growing up, just to kind of get to know who they are as a whole person, because it, it, it all relates, right? It all comes together. Um, and then toward the end of the visit, you know, I take a pause and I, you know, I say, is there anything that you, that we didn't talk about or you feel like is important for me to know um, to kind of move forward? And a lot of times people do bring things up because it's, you know, it's hard for me to, um, to know what's going on in the person's mind without taking that pause. And, you know, sometimes things are hard to bring up or things can be, you know, scary or embarrassing. And I just, I like to give that space and that option for people. Um, and then after that, we just talk about, you know, if I can get a sense of diagnosis. Um, sometimes I can't, you know, there are a lot of times we're in an intake appointment. I just got a lot of general information, but I do give some ideas. Um, and then I could talk, you know, I talk about how I could potentially help in terms of the plan. Um, and again, that can include, you know, changes to medication, starting a medication, 
um, or even yeah, not shutting medication at all, or just, you know, refer referral to therapy. So the, the ways that we can kind of go toward the end of the visit are, are pretty varied. Great. And you actually bring up a good point. So if someone is receiving psychiatric care somewhere else, and it's maybe been a while, they're on certain medications, and they're maybe wondering, is this the right path for me? They could always come to you um, for an intake, maybe to see if they are on the right track, right path, or maybe there's another option. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. And so just because we have an intake appointment doesn't mean that we necessarily have to continue. You know, I can, I can always throw out options um, uh, in my kind of opinion and recommendations, and they can see if that sits well with them, right? Um, and e even if they have another psychiatrist um, that is managing their medications, um, you know, I can throw out ideas, you know, a lot of times I validate um, what their other psychiatrist is doing. Um, but then ultimately we like to have, um, have people just have one psychiatrist managing medication just so it's less confusion uh, and, and more safe. Um, but yeah, you know, there, there are a lot of times where, um, you know, I can kind of give my recommendation and then I, I give them the space to think about it and they can always let me know. There's never any pressure um, to go down a certain route or continue with me. Fantastic. At our practice, we have a form of psychiatric concierge care. Can you explain what that is and how it differs from a traditional practice? Yeah, so that's a really good question. So with the concierge model, people pay a monthly fee. Mm -hmm. and, um, and with that monthly fee, it includes um, any follow-up appointments, it includes any contact with me, so emails or messaging or phone calls. Um, and follow-up appointments, we just charge a dollar, meaning that it's, it's a really low fee. So we can follow up as many times as we need to. Um, and a lot of times people need a good amount of follow-up, especially if they're kind of in this really acute phase and maybe they're, you know, things are really difficult. And so in that way, people won't have to um, worry about uh, paying uh, for uh, each follow-up visit, and I can just follow up with them as I as I feel like as many times as I feel like I need to, with um, you know taking out that financial aspect. Whereas with other um, other kind of private practices, they tend to charge per visit, um, and so you know this can work for a lot of people. But um, I think for me, I prefer the concierge model because I can. Um, you know, what dictates follow-up is just based on clinical need and not if they can pay for this next follow-up visit or not, or if they, you know, if they want to pay for the next follow-up visit. So it's nice to just have this kind of catch-all, um, uh, you know, uh, all services are just kind of available with me uh, without having to think about that financial aspect. And you brought up a good point before that some people can have some uh, trepidation or nervousness about starting a new medication, or there might be side effects that, you know, with any pill, you wonder, wait a minute, is this normal? Is this okay? And so with our practice, they would, uh, patients would be able to reach out to you at any point, like you said, through an email or, or a call. Um, and that's all included. There's no extra charges, mm -hmm. right? Exactly. Exactly. I that would provide some peace of mind and also help get the right dosage and, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, exactly. And so, you know, I, the, the, 
um, most common way that I communicate with my patients is through secure messaging. Um, and I always encourage, um, especially if we're making a medication change or if we're starting a medication for them to message me, you know, I always counsel about side effects, but you know, things can come up and people have questions about it. And so, um, you know, a lot of times we don't need to have a follow-up appointment. They can just ask me like, this is going on. Is this normal? Will this go away? What do you think? And it's really easy for me to just message back. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I love having that ability to communicate with my patients, um, uh, you know, without thinking about having, you know, charging an extra fee. Um, you know, it, it puts, puts the patient as at ease. And I think for me, it's, nice to be helpful in, you know, in that kind of quick way. That's great. It sounds like there's peace of mind on, on both ends. Um, mm-hmm. Sounds really helpful. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. Well, this has been flying by. So for our final question, um, do you have any final words of advice or anything else that you would like to, to say to our listeners today? Yeah. Um, so a couple of things. So, um, you know, Number one is that no matter what provider you have, whether it's me or, you know, anybody else, it's just, it's really important that you feel um, heard and you feel like your concerns are being taken seriously. Uh, You know, that is extremely important and you deserve that relationship with your mental health provider. You just do. Mm -hmm. Um, And so for anybody pursuing care um, in mental health, I know it's really hard uh, to even find a provider, but just know that you deserve you deserve that trust and that kind of relationship. The other thing too is that um, if if you are feeling apprehensive or afraid, it's okay to voice that to your provider. I think it's really helpful to to be able to say that so that we can take a little bit more time um, uh, into talking about the concerns. Uh, because a lot of times that's just as important as the symptoms that are going on. That can be a huge barrier to care. Um, and so, um, you know, I just encourage people to um, to kind of advocate for themselves and speak up to um, any fears or concerns that they have. Because, um, again, they they deserve to be open um, with their with their with their mental health provider, right? If if you can be vulnerable and open with anybody, it should be your mental health provider. So, um, I think those are the biggest things. Um, and um, you know, it's it's really important for my patients to know that, and my you know future patients to know that. Well, Dr. Nelson, uh, thank you for joining us today. We really appreciate you finding some time in your schedule to meet with us. Uh, If anybody is interested in scheduling an appointment with Dr. Evelyn Nelson to discuss psychiatric care, any concerns that they may have, or medication management, you can do so at seattleanxiety.com, and we'd be happy to set you up. Thanks so much. Thank you.